0: you are listening to weird distractions podcast a podcast rechat true crime conspiracy theories paranormal stories folklore a little bit of this and a little bit of that to provide you what's classified as a weird distraction from everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, Alex. And Christy. And this week we are back talking paranormal for episode 71. <laughs> before we dive into the paranormal location, before I essentially tell Christy what we're talking about, because if you're reading the episode title, listener, you already know what we're talking about. But I do. Before
1: we get into it, because this is a surprise for Christy still, Christy, what is your need for a distraction? Uh, my need for distraction is I'm stressed right now because <laughs> I'm, this is going to be really sad when I don't get this if this happens after this episode. Well, maybe don't say it because what if we jinx it? Mm, okay. Okay. I'm distracted from my usual work. <laughs> yes. And a big life changing Jinxing. stressor
0: that we're not going to say out loud. Until next time. Yes,
1: and then I'm just gonna be sad if still, but whatever.
0: So <laughs> keep your fingers and toes crossed, crossed for me for whatever's happening for whatever. Chrissy's got herself into mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, yes. and Alex. Um, I am needing a distraction because I read the recent article about how essentially if we don't like fix the world <laughs> and fix the way that we treat our Mother Earth, and I don't know, I think it was like what ten years or. So Something or maybe less. What we die? Yeah, everything gets really really (laughs) hot really fast. Our world is literally a smash mouth song right now because it's on fire. It's on fire and it just causes me so much anxiety. And I'm not pulling at my shirt, you are pulling at your shirt. You need to calm down. So I feel like
1: I saw I'm gonna do a movie reference. I feel like I saw a post about this somewhere on the internet, didn't read it. But then made me think of the movie, The Core, have you seen that? No. Oh, okay. It's a really good movie. You need to watch it. No. It's like The Core. They have to like go fix earth internally because something's not spinning and the world's overheating and everything's going wrong.
0: Yeah, it sounds like 2021. Yeah. That sounds yeah. exactly what's happening. <laughs> Honestly, and I, I have a feeling we're just gonna go on rants this episode because there's just so much going on. And we're together in person recording, so it's different than. Even better. Even better. But after watching 2012,
1: I've been scared for the world <laughs> since the movie 2012. Do you not remember that movie? It's Is that said- where they're like, there's, there's like a big like water thing coming and they're like trying to fly off or steal something? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I just remember there was a lot of floods, there was a lot of fires, everyone was dying. It was
1: really, really, it's really depressing, but I actually quite enjoy those movies. Like, I like me a good like San Andreas, and like, I really enjoy The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> My palms are sweating (laughs) for you. So that's how... I don't want to live it, but I like watching it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well,
1: (laughs) I'm
0: a little too close to home for my enjoyment. Uh, But okay. So yes, distractions out of the way. Good. Gone. Bam. Yeah. Okay. Before we dive into said distraction, we do have one little tidbit. So our lovely Patreon supporter, Mr. Tom. Tom, 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 Tom. He is literally the biggest indie podcaster supporter out there. He is so... Like, he comes up with so much good ideas for us. Oh, yeah. And he's just so supportive and just an overall nice person. We've never even met in person. We're not even from the same country. He does so much and we
1: appreciate everything you do.
0: Exactly. And so... If you join our Patreon, which you can join at either the $2 a month tier or the $5 a month tier, that those are USD prices, mind you, you can essentially get early access to all of our episodes. Yeah. We I usually try and schedule them for Friday or Saturday. Usually Friday, but, you know, depends on when we record slash when, we, when I get them out. Um, anyways, so that's a perk. Tom made this big, long comment on the... Uh, Kentucky Goblins episode Mm -hmm. which I was like yo this is some spooky shit can I read it and I didn't exactly say that because he's going to look at the message and be like no you didn't say that but essentially (laughs) he is allowing he gave us the green light to read this so for the early release episode Tom made this really interesting connection between owls and aliens because there is a connection Mm. So he put in Fun Adventures, the book Communion by Whitley Strieber. or Streber talks about alien contact. Oh, but wait. Oh, Christy play along here. Cause he, Tom, Tom gets your... your my your, hate for aliens. Your hate for aliens. Uh, <laughs> long story, only marginally shorter. I was talking to a friend in New York. I was living in San Antonio. And he was in the process... Did I, did I say San Antonio wrong? It's just, it, just I I go, it It's fine. Okay. Uh, and he was in the process of deep diving, obsessing about the book. He asked me for my exact address. I'm not going to write the address. Uh, he does an ocean. Asked me, how many fake owls do I have in my apartment? For real, I had two or three at the time, but never gave it any thought. Apparently, two things are at play here. Thing number one, communion took place in San Antonio. da da da, da. Interesting. Two blocks from where I lived. da da da, da. Too close to home? <laughs> I would walk down to the park a few times a week. I had barbecues there frequently. I flew kites. We'll revisit <laughs> kites in a few. The second thing, according to what I've looked into, and no, I refuse to read the book, totally skeeved. Buy it after this, which like fair. Uh, da, 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 da. I saw a TikTok where boomers use a lot of ellipses. Go with that. I don't. Okay. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yes. I must. in the book communion, it is said that owls, owl collecting, owl interest, etc., is a sign that you've had an encounter an alien? with an alien. Something about the eyes. So he apparently had a conversation with another fellow indie podcaster named Emily from Morbidology. Hello, Emily. Uh, and she was familiar with the whole thing. Upon learning this, I was completely freaked out how many people had owls in the area. There were fake giant plastic owls on top of corners of the building I worked in in other stores as well, and well, damn it, everywhere. So just owls everywhere in San Antonio. San Antonio, you okay?
1: You lots of alien encounters apparently. If you're in
0: trouble, just say hoot. <laughs> Hoot, hoot. Uh, So he goes on to say, so time goes by and I forget all about it and get married and move away and what have you. And I keep my love for kites for years and years and will still fly a kite once in a while. Want to see the kite that actually stays open and on my wall in my crappy home? Said photo will be posted in a moment to your Twitter. So, and I Too many, too many moving parts on my phone right now. And for time. He literally had an owl kite. (laughs) Tom, are you okay? Hoot if you're okay. (laughs) So I just I thought it was interesting. Well For the concept of your
1: zoology or something.
0: Yeah, for the concept <laughs> of me not gonna edit that part out. It's <laughs> it's hoot hoot nanny if you will. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting because it seems as if every alien thing that we've come across so far, or any kind of weird thing that happens in a forest, somehow leads to owls,
1: mm-hmm.
0: including Owl Man. <laughs> so I don't know. There's definitely something going on. For sure.
1: Dad's weird.
0: Dad's suspicious. <laughs> as the infamous Cardi B would say. Or Jamie would say, Candy B. Candy B, <laughs> yes. Our friend Jamie calls Cardi B Candy B, so.
1: <laughs> she does not listen to her music, obviously. We're, we're a fine group of educated folks.
0: Speaking of which... Let's dive in. I think it's time for us to get distracted. Please! Um, So before we dive in, once again, we're just stalling even more. Um, I'm going to give a quick trigger warning because I'm going to be essentially discussing abuse of patients, reported suicides, deaths, and challenging themes that may be difficult to listen to. So listener discretion is advised. Mm. This week's Paranormal Distraction has us going to Karaka, New Zealand, to discuss the history and reported haunts of King Seat Hospital. Ever heard of it? No. But me love me a spooky hospital. Yes. Uh, for geographical and visual folks, King Seat Hospital is located over... Seven hours north from the capital of New Zealand, which is Wellington, by the way. I always thought it was Auckland. It's not. It's Wellington. Well, I don't know New Zealand at all, so I. know. No. No. But it's uh, actually 30 minutes south of Auckland, so you know what? It all circles back. Uh, and this is actually our first New Zealand episode. We've never covered New Zealand. We've no, co- we haven't. We've done Australia. We've <laughs> done Americas. We've done Ireland. Norway? Yeah, we've done Norway. <laughs> Too many, but not New Zealand. Yeah, not New Zealand. So welcome, New Zealand. Hope There's... you are okay with us butchering everything. Sorry in advance. Sorry in advance. So construction of the hospital began in 1929, with its doors opening in 1932. The hospital, which was named after a hospital from Scotland, so not an original name by any means, shape or form. Okay. Uh, served as a psychiatric hospital for the area. So Mm. back in the day, they were referred to as asylums. But this, I think, has always been called King Seat Hospital from my research. Please correct me if I'm wrong, anyone from the area. Gotcha. So by 1939, uh, there was a two-story nurse's home built on the property. Then jumping to 1947, the hospital had grew in terms of patients. Based on what I read, I think King Seat had started with less than 100 Patients back in, like, 1932. Mm-hmm. And then by 1947, it had around, you know, 800. So just a few. Just kind of a little, little spike, you know, a little increase there. Uh, there was a reported nurse strike in 1968, fun fact, which the administration of Kingseat Seat had asked unemployed folks and volunteers to help cover providing support to patients until the strike was over. Desperate times come from unqualified, potentially desperate measures. Traumatic measures. Yeah, I mean, it was 1968, but
1: still. 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 Yeah, you go to nursing school for a reason.
0: Yeah, so needless to say, they were Pretty fucking desperate and willing to have anyone, maybe despite having education, come and help with the quote, domestic chores, such as laundry, vacuuming, sweeping, etc. I'm going to assume the strike did come to an end at some point, but I wasn't able to find a date, no. so they're still striking <laughs> to this day. Regardless, the hospital saw more structural changes between the 70s and 80s. For example, in 1973, there was a therapeutic pool added by the then mayoress of Auckland, Barbara Goodman, according to the NZ Herald article I read. Then in 1977, they were like, fuck it, we need a bigger pool. So they got a bigger pool. At some point, three additional buildings were added, which were referred to as villas. And I think they were kind of designated for those struggling with like substance use. So they had like a substance use specific mm, for some withdrawal. I don't know if it was... Yeah, probably. I'm going to say... We'll, we'll speculate. Just keep it like, up. Yeah, there, well, yes. yeah, exactly. So um, I will also mention that the hospital had its own morgue and had a maximum security area, which I'm going to assume the max maximum... I can't say maximum, apparently. <laughs> maximum security area was for those who were there, probably for criminal-related reasons. Not well. Yeah, so things seem to be booming at the hospital. However, as most of us know, these historical mental health hospitals weren't always the best place for people in terms of treatment because, let's be real, mental health was looked at through a very different lens even mm-hmm. back yeah, back then. So, according to an sbs.com.au website article by Jim Mitchell, ex-patients of King's Seat Hospital from the 60s and 70s have since made legal complaints and claims of physical and sexual assault, misuse of electric shock therapy and as well as using prescription drugs as punishment during their time in either it was King's seat. They had like other, um, mental health hospitals in the area. Essentially anyone who is in a mental health hospital in New Zealand from the sixties and seventies, including King's seat. Oh, the complaints were, were throwing in after I'm going to say around after the nineties, I see. Yeah. So, one specific case of alleged mistreatment involves Clement Matthews, who was 11 years old in 1968 when he reportedly mysteriously died at King's Seat Hospital. According to reports, Clement had been diagnosed with tuberculosis at around the age of five and sought treatment at Auckland Hospital for, well, treatment. He He went there first. And then after treatment, Clement went to the Wilson home in... Oh no! I forgot to Jolly Phonics this town. Takapuna. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I I, I literally Jolly Phonics everything else. Anyways, they went to the Wilson uh, Wilson home for children with disabilities. However, he was eventually able to go home. Like he went to this place, and then they're like, "Okay, you're good to go." Hmm, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> but <Probably> not. <laughs> <laughs> Ride that positivity wave for as long as you can. <laughs> so his mother, Rebecca, reportedly told the New Zealand Herald back in 2001 that her son didn't have a diagnosis of any cognitive impairments. However, after he returned home, he appeared to get sick again. Clement had gone to Auckland again for treatment, but then was sent to King's Seat. According to the New Zealand Herald article, at this point Clement had been diagnosed with TB meningitis. And I'm going oh. to quote from this article to explain the situation a bit further in a direct quote. So, this is when tuberculosis bacteria inflames the lining of the brain and spinal cords, according to Kingseed Records, which also described Clement as being mentally subnormal with disturbed behavior and an aggressive manner. Mrs. Matthews repeated that her son was quote not mental at any time end quote. So there were two various reports. The hospital was reporting that he, that Clement had behavioral issues, and his mom was saying he doesn't have behavioral issues. But regardless, there was one confirmed thing going on, and that was the TB meningitis. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Have you ever dealt with anyone that has TB meningitis before? Like, is that does that still kick around
1: nowadays? Um, like people get like lots of screening, experts for TB. Mm-hmm. You hope that when you do the X-ray that you look at it and don't see TB. Not that I would 100% know what it is, but I'd be like, that doesn't look good because TB is highly contagious. It's an airborne thing. Right. Right. And then meningitis, we do spinal taps in our department. Mm-hmm. lumbar punctures and take out the fluid. Right. But if they have meningitis, potentially, then the room goes into lockdown. Everything goes in, like, biohazard bins, and the room's going to be, like, decontaminated if it's potentially meningitis. Oh,
0: my goodness, God! Shit crazy. So, apparently, King C documented that Clement had died on April 28th, 1968, of pneumonia. However, a friend of his named Stephen Lindsay had made claims that a nurse had allegedly grabbed Clement by the back of the neck before twisting him to the floor. Uh, Once Clement was on the ground, the nurse reportedly kicked Clement in the back. Aggressive. Using a direct quote from Stephen in a New Zealand Herald article, I heard something snap. It was like a branch breaking. I knew at this time his back was broken. So Clement reportedly was taken back to his room by staff where he would be then declared dead. In which they said, oh, it was pneumonia. From what I read, this physical altercation wasn't backed by Clement being like having any behavioral issues, this side and the other. I think it's because he took food outside of food hours because he was probably fucking hungry because he's a
1: child. So So was this, like, broken back or spine investigated or no? Just labeled pneumonia?
0: It wasn't then. From what I've gathered, police have potentially looked back into it. But mind Mm -hmm. you, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but this happened in the 60s. It's now 2021. Mm Mm-hmm who is to say that that staff members still yeah. yeah so not not a good situation i think that staff members in the wrong career or was in the wrong career and hopefully they're if they're still alive they're far from doing mm-hmm. any kind of healthcare or anything with people uh from the outside looking in no one reportedly suspected anything going on at Kingseed. seat everyone just kind of like i think the majority of the community and this could be wrong, but I think they were like, oh, this is a good, this is a, like, this is, this is where people go to get help. Mm -hmm. Little do they know. Not, not the case. So another troubling case that I read involved two 13-year-old boys by the names of Bruce Mitchell and Kelly Hayden Collins. One report claims that the situation with the two boys happened separately in 1967, but yet a lot of times, or in a lot of other reports, they were kind of meshed up together. I don't know if it's because they're the same age, same year, if they're friends, what have you. But essentially, both Bruce and Kelly had allegedly wandered out of the hospital and went missing, which officials believe that Bruce had drowned. Uh, However, no idea what happened to Kelly and to this day, they're still missing. What? Yeah. So no bodies have been found. No, as far as my, what I saw online, no evidence, no trace just gone.
1: That's a problem.
0: Yeah, so needless to say, once again, not a good situation. No. According to another New Zealand Herald article, Bruce's brother John had reported that whenever John visited his brother at King's seat, Bruce always seemed to have new bruises each time. Um, based on what I kind of read in that article specifically was that they were just kind of brushed aside, like, oh, he just ran into a door, or, oh, mm-hmm. he just bumped into something, which... Not like, oh,
1: we just beat him all the time. Yeah, whatever.
0: like, it, and to be honest, I will hit something and be black and blue for... Yeah, it can happen. But in this situation, yeah, I'm gonna put my money on something bad's happening, right? Yeah. Uh, Another documented pair of deaths that I was able to find includes a mother-son duo, and unfortunately the cause of death isn't listed, so I'm not sure if there's foul play at all, but I stumbled upon this article on uh, newspapers.com which I would highly recommend. It's a, it's a fabulous resource for us podcasters. But uh, essentially, in a Sydney Morning Herald article from November 21st, 1960, Mabel Laura Norton, who was 69 years old at the time and residing at King's seat, was found unconscious, quote, in a plantation in the hospital grounds. So she was in the garden, I guess. Okay. Mabel was found only... Hours after her son James was also found unconscious on the grounds, and unfortunately, they both passed away. So, she he she was a patient. They both were patients. Both. Both, I I was getting to it, but yeah, they both were patients. So Mabel and James. Mabel is the mother. James is the the son. Mm -hmm. Both patients at Kingsey. Don't know why. Don't have any other information other than that. But James was found first, and he was unconscious. And then he died on his way to another hospital. Okay. And then hours later, and I don't, we don't, I don't have any further details, so we could speculate wildly all we want, but who knows. Um, But then Mabel was found dead, like just dead in a plantation hours after her son had been taken to hospital. And was she aware that he was taken away? I have no idea. Mm. Remember, no details. Speculating wildly at this point. So Suspicious. That's weird. Mm-hmm. So just, I wasn't, yeah, I, I I don't know if this is foul play. I don't know. I As far as from what memory serves me from reading the article, I think James was only like in his 20s. Oh.
1: So I. It could be like a mother just like her book and then her child just died. And yeah. And she's like, well, I'm sick already. I'll just go.
0: Maybe. Peace out. Who knows? Or it could be foul play. Foul play. I, I who knows? Wouldn't put past this place. No, exactly. It's just weirdly suspicious. Let's mm-hmm. just call it what it is. I'm sure that some can imagine that there were definitely a lot of deaths that took place here and it wasn't just the residents. So one common theme that I kept seeing uh, in doing my research was that there were a lot of reported suicides by hospital staff at King's Seat on the property. That's yes, not good. Not good. So I read in one Daily Mail article that the local paranormal group, Haunted Auckland, who we will discuss later on, reportedly found a diary of a previous staff member that was, I guess, left at the hospital after... Because plot twist, it does eventually close down. Um, but yeah, they found yeah. kind of this diary, which kind of painted this really ugly picture of what it was like to work there during this. Because yeah. obviously... And I think this is kind of the same thing across the board of all of these kind of hospitals back in the day, these asylums, institutions, whatever you want to label them. Mm-hmm. Hell holes. Yes, it was awful to be there as a, as a patient because you were being abused, mistreated, what have you. But I can imagine that it was probably not the greatest place to work at either.
1: No, I'm sure there was too many patients because we're all like the forgotten Un- get
0: sent to. Yeah, understaffed, underpaid, underappreciated. Yeah. Overwhelmed. Mm-hmm and not processing properly. So uh, in a direct quote from this journal, there was never enough hands to help the extremely handicapped eat, no medications to avoid being scratched or attacked, Uh, nurses or kitchen or laundry staff living like having to go past the residents to clean up or stop them from attacking each other, end quote. So Neil
1: to say it was just... That doesn't sound fun because I know nowadays in my work, when I go to do a patient and they're like, I'm going to kill you or punch you, I'm not doing your test.
0: Yeah, I used to work for like in respite houses and stuff and I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I've done, I've done my, I've done my duty. Mm -hmm. I'm hashtag traumatized. So not, not a good scenario. I'm not downplaying that the patients probably didn't have it worse because let's be real, they were already dealing with their own mental or emotional or physical disabilities on top of them being abused by staff
1: and living there. Yeah. For
0: things that maybe they can't control, but these hospitals just were never set up to be Successful. successful or to be treated in a way that they should have been. Yes. So, I tried to look in to see if I could find any specific reports or even data in terms of how many people had, like, how many staff members had actually died there by suicide. Couldn't find shit. Hmm. But there was just like a lot of, like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, nurse suicides at this place. There was a lot of this. And it's like, okay, but where's the receipts?
1: I mean, facts.
0: Where's the numbers? Where's the information? Where's, you know, the catalog?
1: Nothing. Absolutely nothing. A lot could be like five or like. A hundred. Yeah, like,
0: are we talking five, like, five nurses or are we talking a thousand? Because what's...
1: Is that where your nurse order is coming from? I don't know.
0: (sighs) Yeah. So by 1996, like many other countries across the globe, New Zealand sought out to change the way that they were treating mental health and therefore Kingseat would be officially closed by July of 1999. For the best. For the best. So remaining patients of Kingseat were reportedly relocated to the Baird's Road secure rehabilitative unit in Oterra, which is about 25 minutes north by car. So I think these would be patients that probably didn't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Like they couldn't go back home. They could, you know, like they, they could That was
1: where they lived because that was where they were sent or found or that's just what happened. Yeah,
0: exactly. And in those situations too, historically, I think a lot of people were just also just dumped mm-hmm. at these locations because then it was not their problem because they're yeah. not caring people and what have you, um, but yeah, very, very very sad. So the buildings on the property would go on to be protected under the Auckland Unitary Plan, which I believe is similar to kind of like a historical landmark. So I don't think it's ever going to be torn down. She's there to stay. All the buildings there are staying for quite some time. Yes. After its closure, apparently the grounds were considered to be potentially a new regional jail. They were looking at it. They were, you know, trying to figure out plans. However, this idea was never locked in. Oh, oh and you see, so funny. I had to bring in some humor because <laughs> things are really depressing right now. I have to laugh because I'm getting sad. Uh, so by 2000, there was some legal matters involving the Tainui tribe, which had re- apparently had something to do with the former hospital. There was a lot of like, back-and-forth legal shit going on after 2000 that I didn't really, really get into because I didn't find it pertaining to the the ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, you know what I mean? Like, there's some information I was like, yeah, like, I have to mention. Mm -hmm. Um, Then by 2004, oh, and actually, if it is important, like, if you're listening from New Zealand, you're like, no, 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 Alex, this is important because X, Y, Z... Just let me know. Sometimes I might think things aren't important because I can't conceptualize them. But if they are and you want me to talk about it, you gotta let me know. Tell us. Tell us. Uh, but anyways, so by 2004, there was a wave of complaints by former patients of New Zealand's mental hospitals, as mentioned earlier. shudder, Including former patients of Kingseat. Um, so yeah, that things were, their complaints were going in. Nothing was physically happening to the hospital though, until they seemed to get new owners in 2005. So in 2005, a haunted house attraction company called Spookers was created and would make its home in, at the former nurse's building at Kingseat. So it seems, okay, so it seems kind of somewhat fitting because this place is reportedly haunted. So of course you're going to have like a haunted attraction because like bada bing, bada boom. You know, but I think, and this is going to, I'm going to bring this theme up casually and sporadically throughout this, the rest of the episode. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is on board with this because essentially you're taking a place that to some people who are still living maybe to this day Mm -hmm. is a very traumatic location. Yes. And you're essentially taking it and you're making it an attraction. You are capitalizing off of something that's
1: someone else's trauma. Yeah. And, like traumatic life there.
0: Yeah. So I will say, based off the article I read by Jeremy Olds, it doesn't appear that the owners knew about the history of the location when the property was purchased. Like they just kind of saw it and they're like, oh, this would be a really great thing for a haunted attraction I don't think they put two and two together or maybe knew about the history of like the abuse and the allegations and this that and the other I can still understand why former residents or family members of previous residents could feel some type of way about this whole decision Mm -hmm. I think it kind of opens up a conversation of how and if we should preserve some of these historical places with reportedly dark histories and if we are preserving them how are we preserving them yes like are we telling the history you know Know, the impact and the community, this, set and the other, and what have you, or are
1: we capitalizing off this, which is not the best route?
0: Yeah, and literally, I know it's it. I put ask Christy what she thinks. So, Christy, what do you think of this situation? I want to tell our listeners what you think.
1: Yeah, I feel like I get there's like some places based off hauntings they can capitalize, but yeah. in a specific place like that where there's been a lot of trauma and you're going off the full attraction of people's past of dying being mistreated mm-hmm. staff die everything like that's a little much it's one thing to have a house and you're like it's haunted now that that's make an attraction yeah of that yeah
0: fair no i i agree and i think it reminds me of rolling hills asylum which we talked about in episode 12 slash we've been to mm-hmm. and i think there's a couple of different ways you can go about it in my personal opinion that isn't disrespectful i feel like with rolling hills They've done, the owner's done a good thing of preserving the history and allowing, and allowing for ghost investigators, like paranormal investigators to explore and what have you. I think when you start getting kind of kooky about it and you're like, oh, I'm going to have a haunted house or, oh, I'm going to, you know, have actors pretend to be deranged patients. Yes. Yes. That's when it gets a little like, do you realize where you're
1: at? You know, it's one thing to be like, let's start your tour. Here's like a really deep, intense history. Here's all the details. This is very important. And then like, like we said at Rolling Hills, like there's the details of each patient, there's places yeah. for them, there's spots and stuff like that. And
0: still allowing for the paranormal exploration to happen because I do think it's still, I'm. Mean, it's it's such a fucking hard conversation.
1: Yeah, it's like it's one thing, but it could be another and you're
0: like, well, it's what, too much. Well, and in the same sense, neither of us have been in an institution before. So I, I feel like we're very privileged Mm -hmm. in the sense that we don't have to carry those kind of traumas with us so essentially what I'm getting is we don't really have a say but I just it's a good conversation to have because Mm -hmm. I think the more we talk about these kinds of places that maybe now have turned into like a kind of capitalist exploited potentially exploitative
1: place Mm -hmm. you have to go about it a certain way
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the owners of Spookers have gone. Like, I don't really know, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's one of those things where unless you're in the area and you've been there, you kind of get a better idea. and I've uh, never, we've never been to New Zealand. So we would never know. So we'll never know until we go. But it's just, it's one of those things where if you're listening, maybe have that internal comfort, especially if you're a big a paranormal person like if you're Mm -hmm. into the paranormal really into it you know just maybe be mindful and be respectful that there is also a history behind the haunts Mm -hmm. gosh that's a good catchphrase that's a history behind the haunts TM, 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 TM. That's my saying now. Trademark. Yeah, trademark. Uh, so, since Spookers has taken over, it appears that there have been some films and music videos filmed on the grounds. See, no. Yeah, including a 2017 documentary called
1: Spookers. <laughs> acted, my, my face, my eyes, no.
0: Yeah. I did see that the haunted attraction was up for sale in 2018, uh, in which I believe one of the owners is now Julia. Takiri? Takuri? Also didn't John Jolly Phonics that name, so sorry, Julia. Uh, who reportedly purchased it from Andy and Beth Watson, aka the OG owners and founders of Spookers. So now it's in its second ownership.
1: But still Spookers.
0: Still Spookers. Okay. Yeah, so now that we're kind of up to speed in terms of the history of this location, you know, we've got a little bit of history of the haunts, as, as we'd like to say here. Uh, I think it's time to actually chat about the reported hauntings at King Sink Hospital and not by spookers because that's that's confusing. So this, mm-hmm. this, this is the legitimately paranormal encounters that have happened here. So when doing my research for this episode, I decided to, you know, hop on good old Goggle uh, and kind of see what some of the most haunted places were in New Zealand because obviously... Why not? Uh, and according to a Travel Triangle website, King Seat Hospital is number four and one of the most reportedly haunted locations in the country. But is it really? Yes. So I'm not going to obviously spill the tea on other locations. I mean, you, if you're listening, you could just Google it yourself and figure it out. But I'm not saying it because we might talk about those locations in the future. Mm. And I feel like I'm doing that a lot of episodes lately, so I apologize. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to de- do a deep dive into this because I'm going to talk about it later. And then I might forget. So if I ever do that and it's a topic you want to hear really badly, let, so us, let us know. Let us know. Uh, so regardless, here are the following reports made by various folks while visiting or exploring King's Seat. And know once again... These reports aren't due to those who are working or part of the spooker's haunted attraction. So let's just clear the air. This is the real deal. The OG. Yeah, this is the real cheese, not that plastic craft shit that you're buying. This is the real spooky stuff. So... People have reported having their phone or other electronics drained, even though they entered the building with full batteries, which is a common paranormal association that happens. Mm -hmm. Psychic mediums have reported experiencing random headaches while on the property. Uh, Mediums have also reportedly encountered more than one spiritual identity while investigating. People have reportedly made claims that they feel nauseous or sick. While visiting the former nurse's building, energy shifts have reportedly happened during investigations. So, for example, entering one area and feeling fine, and then entering another and feeling things are maybe tense or just not great in nature. You know, the vibes are off. The vi- It doesn't pass the vibe check.
1: I walk in here and I'm like,
0: mm, no thanks, mate. Yeah. And I, I always love that because people are. You know, you see comments on YouTube videos or what have you. And they're like, how can you tell when an energy is off if you're not a medium? And it's like, have you ever walked into a room after two people have been in an argument and the vibe is off?
1: Like, I'm a bounce because this is hella
0: awkward. Yeah, that's probably what it means. Like... You just know. You just know. You feel the vibe. And if you don't, how... How did you get so ignorant? (laughs) And I don't mean that as an insult, but like... How can you just l- stroll through life not picking up on that kind of shit? You must have no empathy. Yes. <sighs> Which I'm kind of jealous of because feeling everything all the time really fucking is draining. Anyways, so uh, these energy shifts have left people feeling disoriented or just mm. kind of out of it. You're a little high of energy? I mean, I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Write us in, let us know. <laughs> Uh, there have been reports of people feeling as if they're being watched when no
1: one is around. Mm, the typical.
0: The typical. People have reportedly seen an apparition referred to as the gray lady or the gray nurse. Uh, there doesn't appear to be many specific or factual ties to this apparition other than some ghost lore that a former staff died by suicide and is now haunting the grounds as this gray shadowy figure, which I say it's only ghost lore. Because I don't think there have been any, necessarily, like, anything... There's been nothing identified to this apparition. Okay. No one, no medium, no psychic, no nothing has been like, oh, th- this was Sally. She was a nurse here in 1952, and she died by
1: suicide. And so I... So like, here's this potential figure haunting.
0: Yeah. At the end. And they're gray and a nurse, which is... <laughs> what are they. I, I, yeah. and I thought that was all I found. I just... I find that that's kind of a common... Story Like, oh, there's a nurse that haunts the hospital. And we call them the gray or the dark or the what- whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even at Roland Hills, they had uh, Nurse Emily. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And sometimes so she was, like, happy. And then it was like she was, like, dark.
0: Or yeah, like she like. was dark and evil and abused patients. All the time she was happy in German. And I don't know. Like, it mm-hmm. just... Pick <laughs> one. Yeah. Pick a, pick a lane and stay in it, damn it. So uh, the gray... The gray lady or the gray nurse, according to what I read on the Haunted Auckland website, seems to be allegedly seen in the administration corridor, probably trying to get her damn paperwork done, uh, in one of the offices in said building and has also been seen peering out of the windows of the nurse's building, which that, ugh, I don't like things peering out of windows, especially when- watching you. No, I don't like that. Mm-mm, don't like it. Uh, in a direct quote from the SBS article by Jim Mitchell regarding the experiences reported at the villas, this might be for other parts like buildings on the property as well, but they okay. mentioned the villas. So, quote at the King Seat villas, the villas. <laughs> There's been, <Thank> you. <laughs> just to clarify, the villas. Uh, There's been some serious poltergeist activity with reports of shaking cupboard doors, tapping on windows. Self-operating toilets and taps, meaning that they flush and run. Yeah, which it's this building was built in the '30s. I doubt they have that kind of technology.
1: It's not it's all like Apple toilet or yeah, something. Exactly,
0: it's not a Bluetooth sink. Uh, and moving furniture. Voices have been heard. Sulfur smelt, which oh, that's we a specific. Design. Yeah, th- that's a that's a that's a demon thing going on there. And shadowy figures seen. During the investigation for the New Zealand show Ghost Hunt, which I watched on YouTube, one of the investigators, Carolyn, interviewed two filmmakers who had an eerie experience at King Seat Hospital while filming. According to these filmmakers, they witness an unplugged dentist chair at King's seat randomly turn on whilst filming around it. So they had someone, I'm assuming it was probably like a, a haunted, like a horror movie of sorts. Okay. And someone was just hanging around the chair whatever. The chair was unplugged. I would recommend watching the video on YouTube because you can actually hear a gurgling sound come from the dentist chair sink from their footage. I shit you not, it was unplugged. And it was gurgling.
1: Mm.
0: Why is it gurgling if it's unplugged? Riddle me that.
1: That's weird. It's
0: fucking weird. Suspicious. Suspicious. So needless to say, things also gurgle, which don't know how I feel about that. Reports of gurgling happen. My
1: sink gurgles, but that's not normal, but it just happens.
0: But it's a fully functioning sink.
1: Yeah, it's got plumbing.
0: Yeah, so like it's hooked up to something. This was not hooked up to anything. I'm sorry, I'm really fixated on the chair because it was really creepy. I don't... And also dentist chairs... Ugh, that's a that's that's scary on its own. Not including a ghost. This is the old little fear. Yeah, exactly. So, in another YouTube video uploaded by Haunted Auckland, paranormal investigators reportedly made contact with a former staff member named Alexis Jackson uh, through kind of like a beep method. So they asked the spirit questions, and it would determine an answer by beeping like so many times back. Don't laugh, Christy. You have to do what you have to do to get what's. Tell me about this patient. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> What's two plus two? Beep, beep, <laughs> beep. You're wrong. It's four. Beep, 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 beep. beep. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't graduate college. <laughs> like, I get it. It's, you got to do what you got to do in those situations, right? Okay. Any any way to make contact. I know it's a it's stretch. But one thing I, one question I do have though, which I didn't figure out. How did they know it was the name was Alexis Jackson
1: by the beep method?
0: I'm asking, even though I am holding the notes of the research that I did.
1: You are intrigued with this.
0: I'm intrigued by that.
1: Yeah, like, what do we do? Like a little beep system. Let me give you my little key to this word cipher. Yeah. Like this, these beeps equal this. Just so you know, in case you get this, this is my name. Beep, 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 Maybe beep. I. I don't know. Weird.
0: I swear I did the research because I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. But, like, I, I don't think I went down that road.
1: Mm. There's we have, only We have questions.
0: Yeah, there's only so many roads you can go on with research. Or else you just you write a 20-page novel and...
1: you like, what do I do with this?
0: Yeah, there's mm. way too much going on. So, um, according to the group, they believe Alexis's spirit is still roaming the halls after passing away at the hospital when it was still in operation. So, some may be wondering, is Alexis the gray nurse the answer? I don't know. Well, I'm not sure. I have no idea. Um, if anyone from the area wants to clarify, hit us up, because once again, who knows? It's, it's the local lore, right? Mm-hmm. About this gray nurse. Uh, when using a spirit box, Haunted Auckland reportedly heard the name Stephen come through, uh, as reported in the Daily Mail article earlier mentioned. I'm not sure who Stephen was (laughs) or is, but according to Haunted Auckland, it was a very clear name stated, which good evidence can be kind of hard to come by. So even if it's random or has no actual factual ties, you a good spirit box session is a good spirit box action, right? They mm-hmm. they're few and far. Not that we've had one, but no. Apparently the yeah for some reason the spirit box app that I downloaded for free and tried it doesn't using
1: work our, very well. Yeah,
0: and tried using a Rolling Hills, and the only thing I heard was part of a Nickelback song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not ghost adventures or ghost hunters uh, professionally
1: by um, any means level
0: yet. So essentially, I'm gonna try now summarize this whole distraction, this weird distraction I've got us into. Um, So whether the new haunted attractions make King Seat one of the most haunted locations in New Zealand, or if it's the residual energy still kicking around from its hospital days, I think King Seat holds the title of being a haunted location whichever way you view it. Taking in the paranormal reports that have come out of King Seat Hospital, kind of seem to back that notion up. That is a pretty paranormal hotspot, so to speak, right? But the other focal point that we kind of need to end on is the history of this location as well. Because, you know me, I I like to leave on an educational note. So there was so much reported abuse, neglect, hardship, despair, trauma. It's an unfortunate but common theme that comes out of these locations that we do still need to acknowledge, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think in many um, reported hospitals or asylums that we have covered slash we will cover in the future... At the end of the day, the reason why sometimes these spirits are still kicking around is because they're tied to that location, whether it's through the trauma, the sudden deaths. Some kind of unfinished business of sorts. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So yes, this is a reported paranormal hotspot. And yes, there is now a haunted attraction there. But I want listeners to remember the history portion of it as well and perhaps even be willing to explore and learn more about it on their own after listening to today's episode. Uh, Spookers is a haunted attraction that now claims it's home at King's Seat, but the history of what people had to endure is not an attraction, but rather something we should learn from. And that is King's Seat Hospital episode 71, our weird distraction of this week.
1: Hope you loved it.
0: Hope you do, and hope you educate yourself. And if you wanna educate yourself more, how about... Well, yeah, Google it. But how about you check out these fine resources, which I'm gonna say thank you to. Big shout out to the SBS website article. Inside the Haunted Histories of Spookers, King Seat Hospital by Jim Mitchell, August 28th, 2018. The New Zealand Herald website article, Ask Phoebe, Kingseat Seat has a colorful history. No author listed, June 1st, 2015. The New Zealand Herald website article, Brothers, Misery, Torment, Sister. No author listed, August 6th, 2004. The New Zealand Herald website article, Mother Wants... To know how son died at psychiatric hospital. No author listed. June twenty first, two thousand fourteen. Guys, less your list your work your work, always, constantly, claim that shit. Put your name on it. Put your name on it. The New Zealand Herald website article Spooker's Haunted Attraction Theme Park is for sale by Cameron Smith, September 3rd, 2018. The Sydney Morning Herald, Woman Found Dead, Son Dies Later, which I feel like it was the son that died first and then the, the mother died, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Something bad happened and we're sorry and hopefully... They're resting in peace. But regardless, this article came out November 21st, 1960. Disability Minnesota website. Investigation continues into Boy's 1968 death at Psych Hospital. Originally posted by Inclusion Daily Express on June 24th, 2004 by Dave Reynolds. The stuff.co.nz website. From Hospital to Haunted House. Former Patients Criticized Spookers by Jeremy Olds. October 5th, 2017. The Travel Triangle website. 15 Haunted Places in New Zealand That Will Give You Shivers by... Arun Dahati Bond, uh, no date listed, the YouTube video, A Paranormal Explorer at King Seat Hospital with the Forsaken Explorer NZ, uploaded by the Forsaken Explorer on January 6, 2021, YouTube video, Ghost Hunt Season 1, Episode 2, Abandoned Psychiatric Hospital, uploaded by Von Punk on January 10th, 2014, and that is the video that shows the dentist chair footage. So mm. check that out if you want to get completely scared out of your pants. The YouTube video, Haunted Auckland Investigates King Seat Hospital, uploaded by Haunted Auckland, uh, September 21st, 2013. Am I saying that right, Auckland? I think so. Okay, if, if I'm saying it wrong, please let me know, because I've literally gone an entire episode. I just... just thought
1: it. I don't know New Zealand very well. Yeah,
0: I feel like it's Auckland. But anyways, if I'm saying it wrong, hit me up. Uh, the hauntedauckland.com website, written by Mark Wallbank, and finally, last but not least, good old Daily Mail article. Uh, scratch marks on walls, bars on windows, and stains on the floor. The chilling pictures of a former psychiatric hospital where more than 100 ghost sightings have taken place. Which, by the way, apparently, there's more than 100 ghost sightings. So that's the whole title, that's the entire title, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I couldn't find, it, it would be great if someone, I'm not, I'm just gonna put this out there, which by the way, this article was done by Heather McNabb on May 9th, 2015. Anyways, my request is if you're from this area and you're a historian, if there is, or you know, a paranormal investigator, if there are, is there's like a list of all these reports, can you put it somewhere so I can read it? Because I kept seeing like, oh, 100 reports, 100 reports. And I didn't include my notes because I didn't find 100 reports. <laughs> I found a few few to work with. But uh, if there's more, let me know. Don't make a liar out of me. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, that's it for my resources. So, Christy, it's your time to shine. No pressure. Tell the fine folks how they can support us on Patreon. Buy me a coffee. Maybe get some merch for fall because sweater season's coming soon. Spooky Okey Tag. And how to support us for free because times are tough. 2021's expensive
1: very very so please find us on various platforms we are on apple Podcasts. if you listen on apple please re- uh, leave us a rating and a little review five stars preferable just helps us get the show out there a little bit more on ratings spotify google podcast and basically just any other platforms you find podcasts on you can support the show for free by following us on twitter tiktok Facebook, and Instagram to search Weird Distractions Podcast. Looking for more Weird Distractions? Consider joining our two tiers on Patreon. Yeah. Both tiers get monthly bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes footage a little bit, some free stickers, and more. Some of our bonus episode topics have included the case of Oakland County Child Murders and Ismo Uni and more. Shout out to our current Patreons, patrons, Tom Bailey and now Angela. Yes. So thank you guys so much for your support. Welcome to the Weird Fam, and you I,
0: you're in for life. You're in for life now. No, I'm kidding. You're not in for life. But thank you for joining. We really
1: appreciate that. Made our day. Yes. yes. If you want to help out the show beyond that. Um, you can do a one-time pledge on Buy Me A Coffee, just give a little, again, more support. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also support us by repping our merch. We are located on Redbubble. You can just search both of those, just weird distractions. Again, lots of merch, different things on pretty much anything you want to make it on is the option at this point.
0: Clocks, sweaters, stickers, you name it. Just no, like, weird things like shoelaces or,
1: you know. Not that intricate. Not that intricate. All right, and lastly, we want to hear from you guys. Yes. So we're doing a series of listener distractions, but yep. we want to do them a little more frequent. Yes. But we need some more stories. Yes. So please tell us our Weird Weird Tales, small, large, minimal encounter, large encounter, mm-hmm. um, to weirddistractionspodcastnetlook.com. We want, again, just get more stories. The more we get, then the more we can make a bigger episode for you guys. So we just need to get a little list going. Exactly. We've already released our first listener distraction episode, which we both had a hoot
0: and yes, we're fine. Uh, we both had a riot, I should say. Yes. We both had a riot recording that episode, but since then, we haven't really got as many as what we would like to release. Mm-hmm. So for those who have submitted your story, thank you so much. We're holding on to it until we get a little bit more, and then we're hoping to record release it. Um yeah, we've we not forgotten about you. Don't we, we have not forgotten about you. And just to say thank you for all those that are listening, those who are following us on our social media platforms, those who are commenting, you know, engaging with us. We really appreciate it. And if you need a distraction, we got you. Bye. bye.